0: Christ who lives in us. We thank you, Father God, that we have the mind of Christ. So we thank you that as the word of God um, comes forth, Father God, it quickens us and it brings life to us on tonight. In Jesus name. Amen. I'm gonna go back over water baptism because I had more scriptures that I wanted to add to it before um, we do the test. Um, And the test might not have everything on it with water baptism. I I probably won't have a lot of um, questions, so um, don't be alarmed because I'm giving you more. Sometimes more is better. You have a lot to choose from. Amen. Some people say, I'm not going to say that. (laughs) It's just more to look at, right? Okay, we talked about what is water baptism. Water baptism is bearing the old life the old man coming up with a new life in a new life and that is in christ so we know it's bearing the old man coming up a new man um, and then we have you know a new life in christ so we looked at several scriptures dealing with water baptism um we looked at acts 2 37 and 38 y'all know this was after um paul peter began to do a sermon after he was filled with the baptism of the holy ghost he began to uh, speak the word of God to them concerning Jesus, concerning the kingdom. And after he, the word of God um, came forth, it said, Now when they have heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Isn't that awesome how when you hear the word of God for yourself, you're asking, What must I do? You, you're not really looking at everybody else, but we know all of them were together, so they were on one accord. They said, what must we do? And then Peter said unto them, repent. Now, we talked about repentance, meaning to have a change of heart, to have a change of mind, turning away from sin, turning to God. So when we truly repent, we're turning away from our way of thinking, the world's way, and we're turning towards um, what we heard concerning Jesus Christ, concerning the kingdom of God, we haven 't a change of mind, so we understand, repent, He said, and be baptized every one of you. so we know in order to be baptized, we must be born again. A person cannot be baptized if they are not born again. You have many people that are getting baptized because they see everybody else getting baptized. But a qualification for baptism is to be born again, not just to take a swim on a Sunday or whenever you feel like you need to take that swim. So we know that when you get baptized, you get emerged up under that water. That means that whole body go up under that water. That means that you are saying that my sins are being forgiven. They're being buried with Christ. That old man, that old nature has died. You identifying yourself with Christ Jesus. When you come up out of that water, behold, all things are becoming new. That means you have a new life in Christ Jesus. That old life has been buried. So anything that's been buried is what? It's done away with. It's dead. So that's why people have to understand what baptism is and not just getting in that water. Oh, come to the water. Let us be baptized. Let's have fun and go to the water. It's, it's about more than that so that's what Peter was telling them he was saying repent and be baptized and this is why he was saying to be baptized he said every one of you in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins we know that remission of sin is for the forgiveness for the pardon of sins so that's why you going under that water because you recognizing that You know, old is past and behold, new is come. And that's why 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, what? Therefore, if any man, being who? He is a new creature. He's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we see the first thing you got to do is repent. So that means that you have to be what? Born again. And once you're born again, then you're ready for, um, to be baptized and this baptism, um, we're going to talk about tonight, which we didn't talk about before. I'm going to do each part of it. We talked about repent. We talked about the baptism. Now, let me talk about the part of every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Some people are saying that um, you have to baptize in the name of the Father, and the name of the Son, and in the name of Jesus Christ. they saying that's the only way that you can be baptized. Duh. The Bible tells us in 1 John 5, 7, all three, they are one. But I'll give you a hint. I'll tell you why some people use the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One reason is because when Jesus was going to be with the Father, y'all know the Great Commission, he was saying, baptize in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Why would Jesus say all this? First of all, when we baptize in the Father, it means we all belong to the Father. When we uh, say Father, we belong to the Father. When we say Jesus, that means we recognize and Jesus saved us. When we say Holy Spirit, that recognizes that the Holy Spirit is indwelling us. So we belong to the Father, Jesus saved us, and the Holy Spirit is indwelling us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So that's acknowledging who you belong to, who saved you, and who's indwelling you now. But when you explain baptism everybody should understand that even when you say in the name of jesus all three are one they're they're the trinity so it shouldn't be um something um said that well if you didn't get baptized in the name of the father son and the holy spirit then you got to be baptized all over again no you don't because when you understand the name of jesus you will understand that all he's part of the father he said me and the father we're one Remember, he told Philip in John 14, he said, if you have seen the father, you have seen me. So he recognized that him and the father is one and the spirit, the Holy Spirit is the same. God, all three of them is God, but his father, son and Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you some more scriptures dealing with how in the in the book of Acts, they just said in the name of Jesus or in the name of the Lord. Those apostles, they were the ones that were with Jesus, right? They heard Jesus say, you know, the great commission, the father baptized in the name of the father, son, and Holy Spirit. But when they baptized, they just said in the name of Jesus or in the name of the Lord. I just want to give you scriptures to back that up because when people ask you, you should give them an answer to what they're asking you for, and you should be able to back it up in the scripture without any debate. Now, if you still have debate when they say, no, nope, you still do it in the name of the father, son, and the Holy Spirit then you say, well, if that's how you prefer to do it, you do it that way. But if I just say in the name of Jesus, they're still being baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's look at scriptures that um, talk about in the name of Jesus. You look at Acts 2.38. That's one. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of your sins sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost okay this was Peter right this was the one that walked with Jesus all those years so if it was so important why didn't Peter say father son and Holy Ghost he just said in the name of Jesus because he recognized that that was the Trinity um, you can write down um, Acts eight sixteen. And in Acts 8.16, I think it's one that says, in the name of the Lord. That's why it's good that we go through the word of God and we see it for ourselves. In Acts 8.16, it says, for as yet yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So that say, Lord Jesus. And then Acts 10.48, it goes on to say, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days, and we'll look at nineteen five, and that's saying in the name of the Lord Jesus. So we don't need to debate on whether we should do it in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, or just in the name of the Lord, or in the name of the Lord Jesus. Either way, you are being baptized. Um, You're being baptized in the name of Jesus, and it represents Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So everybody understand that part? Just in case somebody asks you, you got scriptures to back this up. I only go by what the word of God says. If I don't find anything else in the word of God, I don't even have to debate with you no more, because I feel this way. If God wanted it in there, he would have put it in there, right? So I'm tired of people saying, well, I got revelation. Well, show me where that comes from, because your revelation should line up with what the word is saying. Show me what Bible you're reading out of, because if it's not in the word of God, if it's not written, I'm not accepting that. I'm just going by what the word of God says. There's another thing that I want to share with you. But before I do that, um, we talked about baptism. We talked about how you have to repent and then you're baptized. We talked about whether it's in the name of Jesus or the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Um, next thing that I want to um, talk about is you know the baptism when you're baptized and you're ready to get baptized a change have truly taken place that means you recognize that you were in the need of a savior you recognize that you didn't save yourself it was Jesus that saved you you recognize that your sins are forgiven because of Jesus Christ, not because of anything that you could ever do. See, this is just how serious baptism is. We don't just get baptized just to say we've been baptized to be part of a church or we've been baptized because everybody else been baptized. I have been baptized because I recognize who I am now that I'm in Christ Jesus. I recognize that old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, when I recognize they have passed away and things have become new, my life should change. That means people should see the fruit of this repentance. They should see the fruit of me being a new creation in Christ Jesus. That was uh, talked about in Matthew three, seven through verse eight, Matthew three, seven through verse eight. Y'all know it was talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And y'all know what, uh, John told them, bring forth, therefore fruit meet for, for repentance. So they had to bring forth, um, their lives had to show that they truly had a change of mind, that they have turned from, um, their old way of living and they have turned to a new life which is in christ jesus so we got that out the way dealing with change supposed to take place um do i need to be baptized in order to go to heaven we talked about this as well and i want to explain this again if you just got saved and you uh it's time for jesus to come and you did not get baptized no you're not going to get left behind Because going to heaven is not based upon you going under no water. Because it'll be a lot of us left behind that have gotten saved where scheduled baptism is going to take place. Or people didn't know that they could go ahead and baptize someone. So we looked at, who do we look at? To prove that. The thief on the cross. He didn't have an opportunity to get taken off the cross and for them to throw him in a lake, did they? Like I said, I didn't find it nowhere in my Bible that said they took the thief off the cross and said, let's go dip him and hang him back up there so he can go to paradise. We didn't see it, did we? So he didn't have the opportunity to get baptized. But once you get saved, yes, you do need to be baptized. But if you did not have the opportunity to get baptized, that does not mean that you're not going to make it into heaven. If a person is on their dying bed and you go to them, Uh, let's say three days before they die and you minister salvation unto them and they are alert and they acknowledge um, that they are in the need of a savior. They acknowledge all of that and they get saved. If you come back three days later and they're dead, are you going to say, oh, they miss heaven because they didn't get baptized. They didn't have time to come to church. So I guess they're going to go to hell. No, it's not going to work like that because if they have repenting of their sins the bible tells us in acts ten forty three, to him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believe in his name shall receive remissions of sin so it's through whose name jesus name it didn't say it was through the water did it the water is symbolic so if a person does not have the opportunity to be baptized that does not mean that they do not go to heaven some churches say, if you don't get baptized, you ain 't saved no that 's not what the Word of God says. What saves you is what Jesus done by him laying down his life for you that don 't have nothing to do with that water that 's just symbolic. you identifying um what he has done, and you identifying that I have a new life in christ jesus that 's why that old life is being buried, and i 'm coming up in a new life in christ Jesus so we got that out the way. The next thing is you can be baptized if, if you don't have the opportunity to get baptized, understand this. There is another baptism that takes place when you're born again. And the Holy Spirit is the baptizer. He is the one that baptized you into the body of Christ. This is why I say, if you don't have the opportunity to get baptized before you go to heaven, Baptism take place the moment that you are born again. And the Holy Spirit is the baptizer. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 12, 13. Angelo, there's a lot of scriptures, isn't it? I don't know about y'all, but I love all them scriptures. They just do something to me. They just keep me moving. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Did y'all hear that? For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. So it tells you that the Holy Spirit, he's the one that baptizes us into the body of Christ. I'm going to give you another one. Galatians 3:27. Galatians 3 27 says for as many of you as has been baptized into Christ have put on Christ as many of you that have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So that's telling you that the Holy Spirit is the one that baptized you into Christ. So if anybody asks you do I have to be baptized in order to go to heaven. What are you going to say? No, but if you don't have the opportunity to get baptized before you go to heaven it's okay but if you have the opportunity to be baptized you need to be baptized is that good enough i think it is um so let's i got two more y'all i think i gave you these two last week you can go to romans um six two that'll go along with it too remember i give you a lot of scriptures but i don't ask for all of them right so you can pull one out the whole bunch Romans um no six three. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. That's another scripture for you to let you know that the Holy Spirit is the baptizer. When you see scriptures that have baptized in them, that don't mean that it's meaning to be emerged underwater. See, they have different meanings, so you have to know what those meanings are. Baptize into Jesus Christ. That's the Holy Spirit that baptized you into Jesus Christ. He is the baptizer, so that's a um, baptism, too, that takes place once you're born again. Everybody following me? Okay, I'm going to give you some more then. Okay, let me make sure I got them all. The next thing I want to say is. Do you have to be ordained to baptize anyone? No. And I'm going to give you proof with that. Do you have to be ordained to baptize anyone? This is why it is so important that we make disciples and not converts. You are being, you are being made disciples, and it's based upon the Great Commission. And if you have the great commission that tell you to go ye therefore in all the world, is that what the great commission tells you? He's telling you, this is what I want you to do. Now, some people are saying, you got to be an ordained minister to baptize somebody. You got to be an ordained minister to even do communion. There's nowhere in the word of God. People put this in place. To have people to think that only ordained ministers can perform these acts no if you're a disciple if you're a learner of Christ first of all this is a stipulation you must be taught the way you're being taught tonight to know the difference in order to do the act if you're not taught and you don't understand it how can you give it to somebody else so we go back to Look at the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 19 through 20. And this is Jesus talking to who? who? Who was he talking to? His followers. And when he left, he said, go ye therefore and teach all nations. When it says to teach all nations, that means that teach means to make disciples, to make disciples. When you look up that word teach, it's, it's making disciples of all nations, baptizing them. He gave them permission to do this. Now, some people say, no, an ordained pastor or, you know, somebody that's ordained have to do this. Okay, in that case, he would have specified that. And then another reason to look at that is that he said, baptize in all nations. That means if you're a disciple, this is what I want you to do. This is what a disciple does. They have the right to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe. That's the key all things that I have told you so Jesus is telling them everything that I have taught you this is what I want you to go out and do this is what a disciple does so if you minister salvation unto somebody let's say it's in your home and you're ministering salvation unto them and you're telling them about the the good news the gospel of the kingdom okay if they say okay now can I be baptized tonight and you say well no go on back to your church let your pastor do it How do you know if they're going to have an opportunity to get in that baptism? So you can say, sure you can. I got a bathtub. Let's fill it with water. I'll I'll dunk you under there, and you'll come up a new creation in Christ Jesus. It's only symbolic. So if they want to go back to their church, and when they have a baptismal service, they can go back to their church. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's telling me this. If you become a part of a church and that church require you to be baptized, you can let them know I have already been baptized. Now, some people get technical. What pastor or what minister baptized you? Well, I pastor, ministered minister and baptized me. My best friend baptized me. We filled up that tub. They put me under there. I come out a new creature and you start spilling every scripture out. Ain't nothing that can be said. Well, you know, that was an error. No, that was not an error. That was according to the great commission. This is how it worked, y'all. If you're a disciple, why do you think we're learning justification, sanctification? Why do you think we're learning righteousness? Why do you think we're learning about the Holy Spirit, your authority? Because you are being made disciples, not converts. That means that everything that you're getting taught, you go teach somebody else. And this is why they had 3,000, 5,000 people joining with them because they were all on the same accord doing the same thing. That's what a disciple supposed to do. So you're not in here just to be um, taught these things without doing what the word of God tells you to do. Now, in some instances, some people don't want you to baptize them. So what you do is tell them, you know what, are you up under someone? Is there a church or, that you go to? And if they said yes, well, get with your pastor and see when is the next time that they're going to have a service so you can be baptized because you do need to be baptized. And then if they say, well, what if I don't get baptized and I leave tonight? Will I go to heaven? Yes, you will go to heaven. But while you have an opportunity to go under that water, to acknowledge, you know, your um, identification with Christ Jesus, identifying with him, take that opportunity. That's how you do it. So everybody understand that you don't have to have a license to baptize nobody. I'll give you another example. In Acts chapter 8. We look at Philip, right? Before we go to Acts chapter 8, let's go to Acts chapter 6. In Acts chapter 6, it talks about that they needed some to wait on tables because the apostles didn't want to leave prayer and the word. So this is what they told them in Acts chapter 6, verse 3. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you. Did you get that? Acts chapter 6, verse 3. This is what the apostles were telling them. He was telling the disciples. He said, wherefore, brethren, look ye out amongst you. So they couldn't look anywhere else except among the disciples that was right there with them. Why? He said, seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. So they had to look for men that was amongst them, men and women. These are the disciples, learners of Christ. He said, these are the ones that I want you to um, um, have to do the work dealing with these widows. So y'all know they got seven of them. And Philip was one of the seven. Now, the reason why I'm pointing this out, the Bible didn't say that they were ordained. They were disciples. So Philip, when you see Philip again, where do you see Philip? Preaching the kingdom of God in Acts chapter 8. The demons, um, people were being set free that had demons. They were being healed. Next thing you know, you see Philip coming up to a eunuch. And this eunuch didn't know what he was reading. Philip began to explain Jesus Christ to him, preaching Jesus Christ. And then he was asking him you know what he wanted to be baptized he first thing that philip told him to believe on jesus did he believe on jesus he said yes he said well what's stopping me from being baptized he put him up under that water he come up a new creation did it give philip any kind of title so this is why we have to look into the word of god for ourselves. we have the helper which is the holy spirit to help us with that And if we're out of line with anything in the word of God, if you are, um, allowing the Holy Spirit to, to help you and be your helper, you're going to get a check in your spirit for what's not right. And the Holy Spirit is going to give you scriptures to back up things that, um, people may say that ain't right, but the scripture is going to let you know what is right and what's not right. So we see that you do not have to be ordained to baptize someone but remember you need to be a disciple you need to be a learner of Christ you need to be learning what you're learning now so you will know what baptism is and what baptism is not because how can you baptize someone by just saying you got to go under that water and they said why well, I got to go under that water? I don't know they put me under there now you got to go under there so just get up under that water well what's the purpose and then you put them under the water and you hold them down there they said and they about lost the breath and you said well they held me down that long so I had to hold you they're coming up choking you baptized you can't tell nobody what happened so what they're gonna do they're gonna do the same thing you done to them so we don't we don't work that way we know what the word of God says and that's what we do did I get them all I don't feel like I got them all do y'all think I got them all got another one for you <laughs> were the disciples baptized were the disciples baptized yes some people say that's not in the word yes it is do y'all remember that some of those disciples before they were followers of jesus there was followers of john don't y'all know that jesus is never going to tell you to do something he ain't never done Don't you know that the apostles ain't going to tell you to do something that they ain't never had done to them? Go with me to John chapter 4, verse 2. Y'all, I had to ask the Lord this question today because it come to me. I said, well, Lord, were them apostles baptized? Because I didn't see nowhere in scripture that it showed that they were baptized and come on up. John chapter 4, verse 2. Listen at this. We'll do verse 1. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. Let me read it again. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples. Is that proof? So that tell you they were baptized, right? So if anybody asks you, were the disciples baptized, the ones that followed Jesus, you can say, yes, they were. And you can show them proof. This is what we do. We show proof through what? The word of God. Holy Spirit, help me. I'm making sure I didn't leave off anything. I'll give you this one. And I will close after this one. People probably saying hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I think I got them all. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Okay. Do I need to be baptized before receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost? No. I'm going to give you a scripture on that. Do I have to be baptized before receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost? No. Acts 10, 46 through 47. For they heard him speak with tongues and magnified God. This is Peter dealing with Cornelius' household. Then answered Peter, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And then it tells you that they baptized them in the name of Jesus. So that shows you that you can get the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues even before you go up under the water. It don't mean that everything has to be so much in order. Amen. Praise Jesus, I am through with that. Did anybody get anything out of the water baptism? Anybody? You think you got enough? Anybody? Yeah, we're going to find out right now. Do we have any volunteers that come up here and tell me what you learned? Or, you know what, Athea, I want to use you. Sometimes we hear things. That we feel like is not right when it comes to water baptism. So I'm going to let Othea figure you in on some stuff that she heard. And I think this will help all of us. And somebody else might have some stuff that you heard that maybe we went over tonight that helped you out a little bit.
1: I grew up in a Baptist church. And we had revival, so I was baptized at 9 down at White Stocking. So then I left that church, a Baptist church, and went to an apostolic church. And they believed in being baptized in the name of Jesus, according to Acts 2 and 38. And they said that you could not go to heaven without being baptized in the name of Jesus. And every time you willfully sinned, you had to go back to the water. So I think I got baptized about two, three times when I was over there with them. And so I asked a pastor. I had a great auntie who was dying in the hospital, and I knew that she well you know she had accepted christ and she was saved and everything and she was in a baptist church and my mind was really twisted y'all and i'm believing what these people saying because i'm arguing the fact that if you're not baptized in jesus name all y'all going to hell mom dad everybody that ain't baptized in jesus name y'all y'all ain't going to heaven because we're the only ones going to heaven because we're apostolic and we know everything and so and then they even argued the fact they said if i said well if you're baptized in the father son and the holy ghost they said those are not names those are titles And they brought these people in, and they gave you all kinds of scriptures to back up what they were saying about, they said, Father is not a name, it's a title. Son is not a name, it's a title. Holy Ghost is not a name, it's a title. And they went on and on and on, and they were saying, well, you got to be baptized in Jesus' name that you have not really been baptized, and you're not really saved unless you do it in Jesus' name. So I asked him, I said, well, my Aunt Katie... You know, she's in the hospital, she's 85, she can't walk, she's bedridden. And I said, so how, how are we going to baptize her in the name of Jesus? And he said, well, i got to get up with my bishop and I'll get back with you. Well, Aunt Katie died in 2003 and he ain't got back with me yet. So. I
0: have something that they want to share that they were told that don't add up with scripture. Okay, I think. Do anybody have anything they want to share that they have learned so far on water baptism? Nobody. Wow. Jennifer? anybody else okay well that was a lot of stuff and nobody say nothing okay that. did anybody uh uh heard of anyone being baptized and they wasn't saved and they say it's okay I don't know if say that when did you find out the truth anyone did anybody find out truth or are you just telling everybody go ahead and get baptized
1: Raheem?
0: how did you get it Raheem? how did you perceive baptism no how did you perceive it before you were taught can you use the mic
1: I I was told that you had to be baptized to go to heaven. That's what, that's how we grew up. So we got baptized with his kids. We all thought we was going to heaven because we got baptized.
0: Did you understand baptism or you just went on that? I just did it because they told me I had to do it. Did you feel any better when you come from under the water?
1: Oh, I didn't go under the water.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs)
1: I got I got sprinkled with a uh, yeah with a kitchen kitchen bowl.
0: <laughs> huh?
1: <laughs> I got sprinkled. It was a they brought us up to the altar and they wrapped towels around our neck and they had the bowl, a kitchen silver. It was a silver bowl, and uh, the pastor took the water, bring it our head. How said, old
0: were you, Raheem?
1: Nine, ten.
0: Are you big enough? you big enough to know better you knew right from wrong didn't you Huh? you knew about Jesus dying for your sins right
1: I knew about Jesus dying for my sins I also remember that even after I got baptized, the pastor said, like, maybe two months later, anyone in here has not been saved, Uh, come to the altar.
0: And I went to the altar and got saved. (laughs) I was ushering that day. Well, now you know the truth. Hallelujah. Thank you. Don't you use no towel on nobody's head, Ryan. Right <laughs> Anyone else? Come on, sister. But I can understand that. But see, what, what, <laughs> you what? but you didn't have to be saved, to be saved. Yep. and that's how you
1: got your name on the church roll and you began to pay church dues
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> kim You can't join the church being not saved that's the first thing you got to be born again before you can be under the water oh okay everybody know the truth Teresa now let me explain that a child each child until the age of accountability so it's different in each child some kids I'm just going to be honest a two-year-old is accountable to me some of them two-year-olds no more than adults and <laughs> I'm just going to tell you the truth <laughs> now I live Thank you, Jesus. Some of them do know right from wrong, but this is how you know. When you're ministering to them the word of God and you're telling them about Jesus Christ and you're telling them what Jesus done for their sins, when they get to the age of accountability, then they would be able to go up under that water. But when they're little babies like that, we take on their sins. So that means you just sprinkling them, dedicating them unto the Lord. You ain't putting them up under no water. So there's an age of accountability, Teresa. When you know that child is accountable for what they do, then you're no longer accountable for those sins of those children. They're accountable for their own. That's how that works. You was just sprinkled. They call it vacuum, really yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so Teresa you was just sprinkled but you went under later right you never went under later oh you going under <laughs> girl that's a good feeling to go under and come out <laughs> well you gonna get ready to go under cuz we gonna pull out that pool So, do everybody have an understanding of how baptism works? Study those scriptures so when you talk to people, you can give them an understanding too. If somebody is telling you, well, I'm joining the church tomorrow and I'm going to be baptized. First thing you ask them, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? They say, no. So, well, let me show you what the word says. That's how you have to handle that because some people just want people in the church. They're not worried about their soul. Because the more you get in the church, the more of this you get. I'm just being honest. But me, I want to make sure everybody have everything that they need so they can go out and help other people. That's what a disciple does. Not converts, but we want to make disciples. That's what the word of God is talking about, making disciples. You are being made disciples. So if you're being made disciples and you know what the word of God is saying, you are held accountable for what you know anybody have anything else dealing with what we taught and it was what you was taught was opposite to what the word was saying okay that's it do we have any announcements oh I do have another announcement Um, far as Tuesdays, um, stay in Africa.